Good morning, family. Have you ever been to a dinner party? Of course you have. Well, this morning our gospel story is a story about Jesus attending a dinner party. It didn't take very long before things got interesting. Let's read from Luke chapter 14, okay? Hear the word of the Lord. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to share a meal in the home of one of the leaders of the Pharisees, they were watching him closely. When Jesus noticed how the guests sought out the best seats at the table, he told them a parable. When someone invites you to a wedding celebration, don't take your seat in the place of honor. Someone more highly regarded than you could have been invited by your host. The host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give your seat to this other person. Embarrassed, you will take your seat in the least important place. Instead, when you receive an invitation, go and sit in the least important place. When your host approaches you, he will say, friend, move up here to a better seat. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. All who lift themselves up will be brought low, and those who make themselves low will be lifted up. Then Jesus said to the person who had invited him, when you host a lunch or dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers and sisters, your relatives or rich neighbors. If you do, they will invite you in return, and that will be your reward. Instead, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, crippled, lame, and blind, and you will be blessed because they can't repay you. Instead, you will be repaid when the just are resurrected. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. When this chapter opens, we discover that Jesus was the guest of honor at a dinner party. One of the guests sitting near him appeared agitated, bothered. He seemed uncomfortable, a bit off. When Jesus asked him what was wrong, the man said that his leg was bothering him. He had a condition called edema, which is an abnormal retention of fluids. The Greek word for the condition is hydropikos, or literally waterlogged. One of the symptoms of this condition is an insatiable thirst. You crave water. You can't get enough to drink. And yet your body retains the fluid. So here's the situation. The thing this man craved, water, was literally the very thing that crippled him. Got it? He craved water and his body was retaining it to the point that it hurt him. Well, because Jesus is who he is, he healed the man. Apparently, the man was so thrilled at being healed that he jumped up and ran home to tell his family and friends the good news. Just like last week, this healing took place on the Sabbath. And you may remember from last week, healing on the Sabbath was unlawful. So when Jesus healed the sick man, the Pharisees, the religious professionals, were not impressed. Jesus defended himself by saying, Which one of you, if your son falls into a pit or your ox gets stuck in the mud, wouldn't go out and rescue them even if it was on the Sabbath? The answer is, we all would, wouldn't we? So how is the healing of this man any different, right? Now, while everyone was focused on Jesus, one of the Pharisees and another dinner guest quickly slid out of his chair and took the vacated seat. 
In doing so, he moved up closer to the head of the table. Jesus turned to the man and said, When you're invited to a dinner party, when you're a guest at someone else's table, don't jockey for position. Don't try to grab the best seat. Sit down low and allow the host to invite you to move closer. The one who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then Jesus continued, Now when you host a dinner party, don't invite those who can repay your kindnesses. Invite those who cannot repay. Invite the poor, the crippled. Include the blind and the lame. They can't repay your kindness, but you will be repaid on the last day when the dead rise again. Now, please make sure you hear Jesus' warning to the Pharisees. Be careful, he says. The thing you crave is the very thing that cripples you. What exactly did the Pharisees crave? Why would some Pharisees seek the best seat in the house? Why would some people invite only people who can repay their kindness? What were they looking for? What did they crave? Attention? Recognition? Admiration? Be careful about what you crave. Craving the things that society considers important is not necessarily compatible with living successfully in the kingdom of God, is it? So, Jesus said, when you're invited to someone else's home for a dinner party, don't look for the best seat. Give the best seat to someone else. Humble yourself. Give the host the chance to show grace and generosity by inviting you to move up, to move closer. Don't crave attention. Don't crave the most visible spot. Let someone else have it. When you throw a party, don't invite the people who have the wherewithal to repay your kindness. Instead, make space and invite those who can't do a thing in return for your generosity. You won't be repaid by receiving invitations to grander events. You'll receive your reward on the last day. You will be blessed, Jesus said. But wait, isn't that another strategy for getting ahead? Isn't that just doing good, like helping the poor and getting something for it in return? No, I don't think it is. Jesus believes that you will be blessed precisely because in this world, Embracing the poor is of no social use or utility. The poor cannot afford to repay. There's no way the poor can promote you in your social advancement. Instead, your blessing is the total removal of social rank in the reign of God. In God's eyes, this is justice. In the kingdom of God, you will be rewarded at the resurrection of the just. So instead of thinking that you're better than everyone else, Instead of thinking that you're special or that you deserve more, start practicing humility. Now, remember, this dinner party occurred on the Sabbath, right? So why is that important? Well, what is the Sabbath? It's the day of rest. The Sabbath is our day to enjoy the grace and hospitality of God, isn't it? The Sabbath is based upon the number seven. Every seven days we have a Sabbath, don't we? We work six days and then rest on the seventh. God began this principle and then expanded it. And no one knew this better than the Pharisees. Every seventh day, 
God's people were to rest and enjoy God's blessing. Then, every seventh year, they were to rest their fields and enjoy God's blessings even more. Then, after seven sets of seven years, on the fiftieth year, God's people were to rest in God's provision and blessing. That fiftieth year was a special year called the year of Jubilee. Do you know what God wanted to happen in the year of Jubilee? All debts were to be wiped out. All slaves were to be set free. All land was to revert back to the original tribe for redistribution. It was a giant reset. It was a way to wipe all the slates clean. In short, God created the Sabbath to remind us that we are all equal in His sight. Sabbath is a reminder that we are all the same, that not a single one of us is better than any other. When you stop and think about it, Sabbath is all about hospitality, isn't it? It's all about receiving the grace and generosity of God. God invites us to a party every day. So why do we, his children, act so selfishly? Why are we out for number one? Why are we always trying to move up? Who do we think we are when, because of pride, we insist on getting or having things our way? Who do we think we are when we elbow people out in order to get ahead? Who do we think we are when we associate only with people who can advance our careers? Who do we think we are when, because of pride, we give to those who can give back and completely ignore those who cannot? We have a Savior who did not hold on to his exalted, lofty status. Instead, he humbled himself for us. Be careful, because what you crave can cripple you. What you crave can kill you. Jesus once said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What does that mean? That means to crave the right things. To crave a loving heart. Crave a humble heart. Allow Jesus to live his life through you. Let him give you a humble heart like his. Allow him to make you more like him crave Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle God, within the busyness of this and all days, be at the heart of all we do and say. Be the focus of our lives, that quiet whisper of encouragement, the gentle nudge if we should stray. Be our wisdom, strength, and purpose for today. Thank you for loving us and for caring about us. Thank you for wanting more for us than we could ever dream. Help us to be humble. Help us to adopt the values of your kingdom. Help us to be more and more like you. Father, we pray today for those who are sick. We ask for your healing. We pray for everyone who is in pain. We pray for those who are tired, for folks who are uncertain, and for those who need direction today. We continue to pray for peace. We pray for communities and neighborhoods that are torn apart by gun violence or drugs. We pray for those afraid of sickness or violence. We pray for peace for anyone and everyone feeling stress, pressure, and uncertainty. We ask for justice. Fill us with your Spirit to work for peace and to bring justice and to offer grace and mercy. Help us to love the things that you love. 
and to be made angry by the things that make you angry. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you for joining me today. I really do hope this message was helpful to you. If it was, will you like, review, and share this podcast? If you leave a good review, it will help other people find and benefit from these messages. Also, if you have a need or prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section and be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. This week, your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what. Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen. Amen.